Hi, this is Vincent Lejamtel, Community Developer on Assassin's Creed. Today, Victoria Linnell sat down with our creative director, Jonathan Dumont, who talked about how ancient Greece was the perfect setting to introduce choices in Assassin's Creed. From the game concept to the opportunities of venturing further into an RPG, Jonathan shared his insight about the creative decisions behind Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So sit back and relax, this is Inside the Studio. I'm Victoria, I'm your host on Inside the Studio, and I'm here today with Jonathan Dumont. Salut! <laughs> Hi Jonathan, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your history at Ubisoft? Yeah, I've been at Ubisoft uh, on and off for uh, about 20 years, so I uh, started as an animator uh, at Ubisoft in 1998. I worked on uh, games like Playmobil, so uh, a lot of uh, kids' game at first, uh, Playmobil and then uh, Jungle Book and Batman and things like that. And uh, when we uh, bought Rainbow Six, uh, or at least uh, the franchise with uh, Clancy, we started making a Rainbow Six game at uh, Ubisoft Montreal, and it really triggered me to... Uh, I loved those games, so I was you know, mostly wanted to do maps, so I switched to level design, and I've done level design for Rainbow Six and uh, Splinter Cell Chaos 3. I've been on a hiatus from Ubisoft for about eight, nine years after that, where uh, I went to the U.S. and I worked uh, specifically on World Warcraft for uh, as a lead level designer and senior designer uh, for about seven years. And I learned quite a bit, and then uh, it was good to work with uh, <laughs> legends like Pardo and Metzen, <laughs> so it was, I learned quite a bit. And then uh, there was an opportunity to come back to Quebec City. I'm from Quebec City, so uh, coming back. Back to the roots. Yeah, back to the roots. Uh, my mom lives, you know, about two blocks away from Ubisoft. Uh, so. Homemade meals yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah that's no, nice. No, no, she's not that great with that. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Uh, but uh, yeah, coming back here as a world director and possibly a creative director down the road. So uh, this is what led me to come back. And uh, Assassin's Creed is amazing. So it was a great opportunity to come back. That's amazing. Um, could you tell us a little bit about like what narrative directors do as well, uh, like the big picture, the day to day? On the narration, they they do um, they they do set uh, the tone of the game, the story that we're going to be telling uh, in conjunction with uh, game direction and uh, creative direction, and it's mostly like what are we going to use to tell stories through that world. So, uh, how, what are the principles of storytelling? What are the important points of the plot we want to push uh, forward? And they work hand in hand with uh, with uh, the writing team. Uh, and then uh, the creative uh, direction and the quest design. So it's always uh, mixing how we build these amazing worlds. We do a lot of research. How do we get the most out of that and then uh, are able to tell stories through that world? And what do you do as a creative director uh, in uh, relation to that? Well, in relation to that, uh, so uh, we, me and Milsa, did, we did come up with uh, the base story for the game uh, and then try to look at how, uh, where it fits with the, our brand and try to make it uh, a good continuity for our players. Uh, so it, it's mostly reviewing the whole process uh, <laughs> constantly. So I did play the game quite a bit, uh, over probably 2,000 hours of it. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. I played it quite a bit. Uh, but then uh, it's setting up the way the voice of the you know the voice of the character not necessarily what's recorded but how they speak the tone. You know, yeah the mm -hmm. tone of the game uh with with the writers as well and then you know looking at you know how everything gels together with uh, from the world perspective from the quest perspective systems as well uh, is it a compelling story you know is it a do are we 
catering to what the player wants to say as well. So it, it's it's a joint effort to make sure because it's a big game, so we all need our eyes on it. Right. But it's mostly uh, my job is mostly looking at the result in the game and giving my feedback on it uh, through through the whole process. Wow. And how did you uh, start conceptualizing the story for Odyssey? Yeah, very early. Uh, when we finished Syndicate, uh, we started doing, um, you know, like, what do we want to see next? And we knew that the Origins team was working on uh, pushing the game towards an RPG style of game, which is a style I'm really into. So uh, most of my favorite games are RPGs. Uh, so what we did look at is, okay, so how do we make this experience more personal? So uh, how do we uh, make it more of our own story through, you know, a told story of uh, memories of somebody? You know, how do we, you know, gravitate and make it that when I'm playing, yes, I'm learning from that story, but how I, can I make inputs in there? So it was cool because uh, that was, you know, since a lot of the progression things were done in Origins, or at least the base was set in there, we, we look more into the RPG elements, like the role-playing elements uh, of the word RPG. Uh, our programming team, uh, part of our programming team, really wanted to do a, um, a dialogue editor. So a dialogue feature where uh, you can choose and then it adapts and has a realization that's automatic or sometimes handcrafted, uh, most of the time handcrafted. So giving even more power to the player yeah, to well, craft their narrative? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're going to switch from being a spectator a little bit more from uh, our previous games to an actor in our games, uh, we need to completely change how that stuff is made. So uh, we wanted a story that you know was inspiring, a story that was... Um, a story that was uh, based on a Greek tragedy, you know, that had drama, big choices and things like that. And then how do we grow that from that, you know, a little bit dire center to more uplifting stories or funny stories as well. So uh, the dialogue tool was great for us because it allowed us to go from a spectator mode where we have maybe four hours maximum of exposure, where we do treat about, yes, a linear story where I'm a spectator, uh, one where we expose mechanics of the game, where we expose tutorials, you know, to uh, 30 hours, over 30 hours in our game of dialogues where we can expose all of that and still keep about an hour of super sharp cinematics, you know, where we do tell now we spend those moments into uh, spectacular moments a little bit more. So it, it was making it so if I want to dive in history longer or meet characters and spend more time, build relationships, that we didn't limit ourselves to cinematic budgets, but that we could do as much as we wanted, you know, and record as much as we wanted. And as much as we wanted, it was about 30 hours. So. <laughs> wow. But so everyone can choose exactly what they want to invest themselves in during uh, their experience of the game. Yeah, well, that, what we do allow is that uh, once you meet characters, you can role play a little bit what you want. So we do play a mercenary in our game with a difficult pass. You know? So uh, what we try to do is um, try to, you know, like a, a mercenary can be different things for different players. I can play it more like a, a hero or altruistic, you know, person, but you could get somebody that just wants to do it, you know, pure down to money. So we want you to be sort of lined up with what your character does in the game. So that allows us to role play and be that way. And then uh, through that, you can, uh, you know, some of the things that you'll say will change, you know, like uh, what uh, reactions you get from other players, uh, from other NPCs. And then it will also, you know, port you to different places in the game and have uh, your choices have an impact on short term, medium term or long term in the story. So uh, it, it really is catering to what the voice of the player true uh, yeah, I'm not going to say an avatar because it's a real character with a big yeah, backstory. Yeah. But uh, you know, f you know, shape a little bit more that character towards what I I play, you know, and what I want to play in that game. 
the choices that you make yeah the choice that you make like it's not because you you know kick somebody in the face in the first quest that uh, you're gonna hear about it the whole the whole game <laughs> and then that because you've done that now you know like uh, Athena is burning on the other it's side it's not so gonna haunt you forever okay? no so that's <laughs> it so we don't want to change history mm -hmm. you know uh, you know we want to be as true as possible to history but uh, your player evolution will change and, and then your the choices that you do on um, more micro level and or or more on your personal odyssey will change but uh, history won't change you know so you'll still meet the cool characters from history and, and then it allowed us to spend a lot more time with them so uh, for example speaking talking with socrates you know like that he can be quite annoying if you want to but you can dig into it and it, it simulates a little bit of dialogue a, a plato dialogue with uh, socrates so it's kind of an interesting way to to look at history if you're not interested in that you can still go pretty fast through, the, through those things, but if you want to get a little bit more lore about Greece, if you want to learn more about these characters, you can dive in like never before. And how does um, the character choice and dialogue, how did that um, change the way that you approach creating the world of Odyssey? The thing that, that really triggered us was that I want to relate as much as possible to the characters that's on screen. And I, I do think that um, you're, you don't feel that, you know, I'm playing a generic story and playing a pretty you know personal story in yeah. the game uh, but it becomes more your story so you do pick what which mm -hmm. one you want yes and then that becomes the story you're going to play uh, but you're unaware of what you're be missing with the other character <laughs> uh, but you know very quickly the rpg choices the way that i choose cassandra or alexos to be played in the game uh, becomes my way of playing so it becomes your story a little bit more so but there's you know there's there's challenges in making that you know so we yeah that's what I'm wondering about like yeah. what kind of challenges did you guys encounter it's almost the choices that you need to do to to, to pick to make that game is you know that was uh, quite quite challenging uh, that's why we got an historian you know on on site we always have an historian but we we went to get uh, a specialist of Greece you know we needed you know somebody that just knows everything well she doesn't know everything we <laughs> pretty much <laughs> did you find out other things that she may she didn't know it was no no she she stephanie our historian is an open book of knowledge which was great and like uh, with a lot of um she oh did they do this in greece they, she would research the hell out of that and then give you too much information probably <laughs> but uh, the, the cool thing about it was that we i we felt that we could make educated choices about showing, you know, showing that world uh, because it's a world that a lot of people have different expectations from, you know, so uh, we wanted to touch a little bit on mythology without making it a magical world. We wanted to touch a little bit on the political system without being a political game, you know, like we, but we wanted to venture in all of that, the philosophical world as well. So it's making that, um, those connections work together with, you know, educated choices and yeah. making sure that our cities are well designed, making sure that uh, these places, you know, mostly all existed that, this way. So a lot of research on the look, like it's funny because true production, we, the information was coming in. So, oh, really? They, they did this like uh, painted statues, you know, like uh, at first we didn't think about that. And then, oh, painted statues, you know, so we started. Painting and then you the act statues. on it. Yeah. Yeah, we acted on it. And then she, she was coming in with a lot of information and team was also researching as well. So it's good. If we go back to like the setting itself, what excited you most about ancient Greece? Ancient Greece, many things, especially when I visited. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, the thing that's really cool about ancient Greece is that Pretty much all the words, all the concepts, all the gods and everything we use still today. You know, some of the principles, you know, philosophy, you know, uh, it's the birthplace of democracy. Like, it's very, very easy to see yourself through that setting, you know. And then a lot of connotations, a lot of um, 
I love the concepts, uh, the concept of chaos and order, you know, like it's all reflected there. And, you know, we tell the same stories 2,500 years after that they told back then, you know, so it was a very relatable setting and, and it felt at home. And the, the thing that, you know, like, yes, there's an adaptation, you know, that we, that we do, but um, it drew me in into the human side of, you know, how people were thinking about things, questioning things. And that was a great setting for us as well, because we're introducing the notion of choice. So by introducing the notion of choice, it's a setting where they're actually questioning everything and they're actually trying to look for the truth. They're seeking, you know, the, it's science versus gods. It's a lot of those concepts are out there, order versus chaos at the root of, of, of it all. So it, it is, if you're going to introduce choice and you presenting choice, you're in a questioning period of humanity, which is super interesting. It's so a perfect setting for that kind it's of... It's a perfect yeah. setting culturally for, you know, introducing choice. The other thing that was cool, and then, you know, Greece is, you know, not millions of years, <laughs> hundreds of years of history, right? Um, picking the right period. So... Um, we wanted, you know, a lot of those characters to be there. So like Socrates and, you know, the, 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 and Pig Clays, for example. And uh, the start of the Peloponnesian War was great for us because it allows us to have action as well. So Spartan versus Athenians, a little bit everywhere in Greece. Uh, some of those battles are documented, some are not, you know. So it allows us to have a, that amazing um, interactive world from a combat perspective, a stealth perspective. Uh, so they, they, it's it's a match made in heaven. I, I said that a few times. It's a match made in heaven for Assassin's Creed to go in a such a culturally rich world with legends and myths as well, and then uh, like war as well. So, you know, from I learn stuff and I actually do stuff as well that are sort of connected to the same thing. So Yeah, it's a very dynamic world. It's a dynamic world and it's a ever-changing world but it's a beautiful world as well so when we went there man it looks beautiful and it looks diversified we went into spring and um we went from Athens to sparta to corinthia to olympia delphi and all those places were they look magical you have that cultural uh setting you have war but you also have that beautiful vacation feeling when you're going to that world so i think that's important a world that you want to be in you know like i am gonna go back you know because it's beautiful you know so if you're always in that dark place it's, uh, you know it's burning me up but yeah. we wanted yeah. to find a place where it just looked marvelous and i i got i was surprised like in the spring when we went it was flourishing in the philippines uh, so it was amazing you could hear the bees buzzing everywhere the beautiful mountains you know nice flowers and but it, it had that still that feeling of adventure it had that feeling of um uh, calmness of you know like I, I can retire there sort of <laughs> yeah you're making <laughs> so me dream yeah, no it's great like i hope our players get that feeling when, yeah. when they play our game when they can only sit on a rock and look at the oceans oh that's pretty cool you know so. yeah it's not just about the battles it's not just about that you can also just appreciate the beauty of the world that you're in exactly and it's a world worth saving you know so it, i i think that was important as well like you yeah obviously you're not going to change history but you understand why this world needs to be preserved uh, and i i think that was a like where we fell in love with it like oh th we were discovering things like our roots and things and concepts that we heard uh, before and it was just it was just cool so how do you make those decisions like on what to keep what to uh, leave out like how, all the balancing uh, you lose sleep over it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you come into I, I work mean, at 6 a.m. It's a team effort. You know, like yeah. people will, you know, like let's say our world team will become experts at the world. You know, uh, they, they will do a lot of research. It becomes their language for three years. You know, like I, when we did Syndicate, for example, for uh, London, I didn't know much about London when we showed up. We toured London and then we went into reading about it, consulting with people, and then we become 
expert is a big word, but we become, we're learning. It's like going yeah, to school. Yeah, you're very knowledgeable we're going, yeah. Well, we're going to school. I see it more like it's a uh, syndicate was I learned about Victorian London for two years, and now I learned about ancient Greece for three years, you know? So uh, there's an educational thing for the team as well, and then they become a little bit more experts in certain fields. So character designers will know a lot more about how people dress, you know, for example, and they become super knowledgeable about, oh, did they use this letter? Did they use this and that? And then the world will say, this is how they organize spaces. Uh, the columns were this high. This was the style, the architectural style of it. So we all become, the writers will know a little bit more about philosophy and some of the, you know, political things that were going on. And it, my job is sort of to know a little bit of all of that, you know, that can try to connect things together. So uh, without being the expert in every category, because it's impossible. Yeah. That's why Stephanie's was here. <laughs> She's the expert. So. But you do have to keep track of a lot of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then making the choices, you know, sometimes it's just, is it fun? You know, like, uh, is that fun? I mean, it sounds really fun. Like, it, your passion is really coming through. Well, it's it's a super fun game. It's, a, it's an amazing world to explore. Like... Yeah, I'm. You know, the, when you make games like open world games, there's always a moment where it comes together, and then you see it, and it's like, wow. You know, even you working on it, you're like, holy shit, that's really cool. You know, like you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you get that a couple of times through production, but the, I, you always remember the first time where that happens. We were assembling. Uh, more of a visual demo for for something, mm -hmm. uh, for a gate that we have uh, internally, and. Man, the, we turned up the lighting, and the, at nighttime, so the nighttime lighting came in, you know, so that where we had torches and stuff, and then at night, it's just like, boom, it just lit up to me and said, oh, wow, this is going to be amazing. Like, this, I saw it, you know, and then you get other places in production where you see something, so, oh, that's really cool. Like, when the mercenaries start chasing you in the world. Uh, and you feel you, it, yeah. And it's, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I can hunt them down and stuff. Like, and then you get into those patterns or the ship. You know, when the ship started working properly, you know, because it's hard to develop a ship on moving water in a video game. So if people don't know, that's a really tough task for, for a team. But when, you know, the wind comes in and then the, 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 the weather kicks in with the rain and the lightning, that's really cool. And then you get into that, that sense that I hope our players experience this. You know, like, and, and then that's fun. Like, you, you fall in love with pieces of your game as you're going through and it's cool to see ideas that you had evolve and become better as well so that's really interesting and it's yes yeah, those magical moments of everything coming together and you're getting ready to ship it out to the world to share it with others yeah like when we did uh, syndicate i had that moment where uh, at one point we were making the, the city and it was pretty tough right it's like it's, it's tough to make such a big city and you know over a span of three three four weeks the um textures were coming in for the buildings and everything like and then the traffic started working properly and everything so it's always a lot of work and we were climbing St. Paul's Cathedral in the game like in for I was trying to shoot a little video and I didn't know that people had finished another section and I just looked up wow. and then they had baked everything it's like wow that's really cool like you know that's yeah that's that's yeah. wonderful like because you do it's not like your vision it's a collective vision you know like it, it's we're you know hundreds of people working on this. And then when you see all the little stuff assembling together, it's always a, you know. Sounds mind blowing, yeah. It, it's really fun. Like it's really fun and it's a satisfying moment uh, when those things happen. What are you most excited for players to experience once they uh, start playing uh, 
Oh, Odyssey. Everything. No, uh, so my, my favorite thing, because uh, we all have favorite things. So from system point of view, uh, the RPG mechanics and everything, I, I really like what we've, we've done. And, and the, the cool thing is we keep iterating on it so to make it uh, super cool. There's two things, actually. The abilities for the players, are I think, are a game changer for us. So it allows you to create your own play style, allows you to get a little bit more spectacular, to invest points where you want. It, it, it caters to, you know, like I, I was saying that in a previous interview, was that we've, Assassin's Creed is over 10 years old, right? And the gameplay and the game styles and have evolved. You know, some, some people come to play as an assassin, some people come to play stealth, some people come to play fight, now Origins introduced uh, range, you know, like so... You, we all have different expectations, and what I think is that our, our ability systems allows you to make that style viable. So the Assassin's Creed that you like, you know, as a mechanic, mechanically, can be in the game. So you can play it like you would want to play it. So we're not forcing you down a path. Yeah, sometimes it will force you into a battle, but you still have options, and you can respec and everything. So that's great. Like I, I like that that part quite a bit. And then the other part that I really like is from a negative point of view. We, we've. We vary our tones, so it's a very um, Alexos and Cassandra are very expressive characters, and we allow ourselves some humor as well. So uh, we're going to be playing this game for over a hundred hours, right? Uh, if you complete everything and just lose you want to have some fun with the characters. The thing is, if it's it, you need a, a poignant, you know, like a, a deep uh, and maybe tragic storyline somewhere, and absolutely, you need a motor through the game. But you cannot stay just on that. You know, yes, like if yeah. I'm adventuring to that world, I want to have a good laugh. You know, if I'm laughing, I'm having fun. You know, so you, yes, if your main storyline is just a bunch of jokes, yeah, that's different. But to meet characters that are, you know, a little fucked up here and there or they're a little messed up, uh, it's interesting. Like, and it's interesting to have color in there, you know, like having them like be expressive, you know, you being able to change their opinion. So we have, you know, quite a bit of a silly bunch of quests sometimes. They're, they're not silly to the point that they're, stupid but they're you know they're they're like entertaining yeah they're yeah. Light, entertaining and they show a different light of your main character so for example we have a few places where you can um, you can start flirting with uh, characters that you wouldn't expect that you can flirt with and you know <laughs> and you know they just want to sleep with somebody in the game like we can't sleep with everybody but your character can do it and it's Kind of, you have a freedom. It's kind of funny, you know, like, and, and yeah. they're not, it's not like, oh, you're getting married after. It's just a light thing that's pretty funny. And then you move on to the next island to see what's there. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> Sounds like a real Greek adventure. <laughs> what but, a uh, journey. <laughs> no, and it, it's allowing us to, yeah. you know, sorry, uh, to to have a good laugh uh, once in a while and, and to keep things surprising, you know, so... Um, the different tones from, uh, you know, the Greeks were known for tragedy. They are known for comedy. Yes. They're known for yep. storytelling and then uh, myths and legends. So how do you tap into that and incorporate it into a big Odyssey adventure? Uh, and that's that's what I like. I think our game does do that pretty well. I am speechless. Like, I have nothing else to ask because I'm just, this was really amazing. Oh, well, thank um, you. Would you have any final thoughts to share with uh, our community? Oh, uh, I hope our players will like it. Uh, we spend quite a bit of time in uh, crafting it, and a lot of passion went into this game, uh, as as we do for you know uh, every game. But being at the heart of this game, I did feel that everybody gave it all they had. So um, 
and trying to make an experience that it is a little bit different. And we, you know, like we are not an assassin in the game, but we do use the fabric of Assassin's Creed. We do have the um, the um, the storyline from Layla in the present day, and she investigates somebody else, but that person has, you know, uh, an artifact. You know, so it ties to the brand in a different way, and we are trying some some things. It doesn't mean that you know this is the future of Assassin's Creed necessarily, but this story is really linked to first civilization, uh, what it is to be a hero, what it is to be a mercenary in the Greek world, what it is to be, you know, it's a it's a very deep family story as well. Mm -hmm. And it's exploring, you know, history. So, uh, and then the historical world and, you know, really uh, an immersive experience. So I hope that they, they do get that uh, out of the game and that uh, they enjoy playing it. So, you know, that, that's always the goal, that they enjoy <laughs> playing a game and have fun with it and that you are left with a fulfilling sentiment from having playing it or you know an entertaining at least a sentiment and that they do learn stuff like we did about ancient Greece. Yeah, I'm trying to keep track of everything you've said. Oh, you can't. And I, I speak very thing. fast I don't know and I speak how, no, a but lot. I don't know how you do it because there's so much to this game. I'm mind blown and I'm very excited. Uh, thank you so much for your like detailed and insightful answers. Well, thank you very much. All. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed Jonathan's answers as much as we did. Let us know what you think about this interview on Twitter and our official forums. Stay tuned for our next Inside the Studio next month. A bientôt!